Yo, Sacramento, you're now tuned into Verbal Radio here on 96.5 FM KUBU, the voice of Sacramento. Today is Wednesday, May 10th, 2023, and today I've got two very special guests joining me for the show. The first one, District 7 Parks and Recreation Commissioner, Mr. Joe Flores. Joe, how you doing? Good afternoon. Verbal. Man, good afternoon to you. Uh, introduce yourself to the people of Sacramento who may not know who you are. Well, like you said, I am the Parks Commissioner for the City of Sacramento, representing District 7. Um, in my day job, I am I work for the California Workforce Development Board. I oversee the suite of reentry services uh, for the, 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 the Development Board. Suite of reentry services for the Development Board. And on the left side of me. A very special guest, one of my favorite people in the entire world. I consider him to be the West Coast killer, Mike. He's the president of the Sacramento City Unified School District School Board. He's the mayor's director of community engagement. He's a member of the South Sacramento family, the person who coined the phrase Southside Pride. He stands at six feet two. He's lost more weight than I can remember. One of the funniest people I've known. Fluent in Spanish, awesome father, great human being, my best friend, Mr. Chinua Rhodes. Yeah, thank you. I don't, I don't know what to say to that intro, man. I <laughs> know, right? That's <laughs> like the most, yeah? That, that was that was, that was was hefty intro. But uh, what's going on, everybody? My name is uh, Chinua Rhodes, uh, school board president for Sacramento Unified School District, representing uh, Area 5, uh, south side of the city. Uh, I also work in the mayor's office, and I'm glad to be here. Also, it's May 10th, so uh, Feliz Dia de las Madres to everybody who celebrates out there. Oh, man. So, in English, that means Happy Mother's Day? Happy Mother's Day. Uh, in, in certain Latin American countries, today is Mother's Day, especially in Mexico. And so, um, Happy Mother's Day. Uh, That's awesome. A a todos. You know, I should have known that if I had somebody from the school board come in here, I would learn something. <laughs> I mean, that's how that should go, right? Maybe it's the only thing you learned from me today, actually. Oh, I doubt that. <laughs> so there's um, two Mother's Days this week in our households. Yes. That, that's what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> how does that work for you guys? Do you, like, double up on gifts, or do you celebrate the one, or do you make it just, like, a week-long celebration? It's two days. Two days? Yeah. So you just you celebrate both? Today and uh, Sunday. Man, that seems like that can get expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you if you got a lot of mothers in your family, it's like plan man. for it, man. Plan for it. Yeah, I gotta get my tax. That's what I would do. I'll get my tax returns that same <laughs> week. That way, I'm plan. I'm prepared for it. Um, so I, I I'm glad you guys joined me here on the show, uh, and I want to just talk a little bit about how I know the both of you and some of the things that I've personally witnessed you all do um, before I open it up to you know have a deeper conversation. So, um, Chinua Rhodes, I met. The very first day I decided to, to, to take a picture professionally as a professional photographer is the same day I met Chinua Rhodes. Um, it was a year ago um, at the March Against Gun Violence following the K Street shooting. Um, and at that event, I met Chinua for the first time. Um, humble, so humble. I mean, my man was standing there in some jeans and like a hoodie. And I had no idea who he was because I'm not from Sacramento. Uh, and he just walked up to me. He was like, hey, I'm Chinua. Um, and we started talking, you know, boom, boom, gave me his cards and I didn't think much of it, but as time has progressed, um, I, I've definitely been, I, I started being at events and she was there. I've heard him speak. And then I'm like, you know what? I like this guy. I like what he's about and I like what he's doing. I want to help him. Um, and so I've been, I've been doing my best to assist, um, in the various efforts that he's made. Um, and it was through Chinua that I met Joe Flores. Um, see Joe and Chinua, a couple months ago, did something that I feel to this day is one of the most amazing things I've seen, I've seen done for youth. They organized an event. So when the Black Panther 2 movie came out, um, Chinua, Joe, uh, and they had help with uh, other people, but they put together, they, they had put together a whole thing where they rented out the Delta Shores movie theater. They got free tickets for students and their families. They hooked them up with free popcorn, hooked them up with free sodas. And everybody got to see the Black Panther 2 movie the same week it came out for absolutely free. No cost to the family, no cost to the students. And I was like, man, that's amazing. Like when I was a kid in school, we never got those kind of opportunities. We didn't, Not only did the school system not have the resources, people didn't even think about like, hey, let's, let's make this a thing. Let's, let's provide something, you know, for the youth. And one of the things that I love, um, in addition to community, is when people – tie education into it so you know what chinua did as president of the school board i think you were a trustee at the time right 
Yeah, so you were trustee at the time, and um, so you know, by being trustee, he was able to to make sure that the schools knew that this was happening, so the parents could be involved. And you know, with Joe being the 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 Parks and Recs commissioner, he was able to work on the local level in the neighborhoods, letting people know that it was involved. And I wrote an article about it for the uh, Sacramento Observer. Now, since then, um, both Joe and Chinua have have not only uh, ramped up their efforts, but they've been they've been just nailing it in Sacramento, uh, making sure. And now I don't I don't know if what I'm about to say is 100 percent true, Chinua, but I know this much: before you were school board president, there was the uh, 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 the murals were not happening in South Sacramento at the schools, and now you're school board president. And wide open walls is going in there painting those murals. And I don't know if you had anything to do with it, but it happened on your watch. So good stuff in that. With Joe, uh, just before this show, Joe and I are talking. Joe's got some great ideas, and I'm not going to spoil it too much. But Joe's got something in the works right now uh, for this summer that we're going to turn into the blowout event for the Sacramento youth this summer. Um, and and it's amazing. It's going to be at no cost to to the to the youth and their families. Now, what the three of us men here in this room have in common is each one of us. Well, we got a lot of things in common. Um, one, we're all good looking. So, <laughs> everybody listening, don't forget that we don't just sound good on radio. We actually look good too. Uh, number two, we all care about the community. Number three, we care about our people. And number four, we actually do it. You know, and it's not always easy. And there's a lot of opposition. And there's a lot of people who don't do anything at all that feel that they should be the ones to tell everybody else how to do things that they're not even trying to do. But in spite of the adversities um, and struggles that come along with trying to be a force of good in the world, we find ourselves making positive strides here in Sacramento. And each one of us has been through our own struggle, our own journey that I think, and and I've never even had this conversation with Joe or Chinua, but just from watching you all and being a person who has experienced this myself, Part of I think I believe the part of our motivation is our own struggle, because when we look at people who need help, it's not just oh this person needs help. We've been in those shoes. We know what that feels like. I know what it's like to heat the house up with the oven. I know what it's like to not know if if I'm going to have food when I get home. I know what it's like to depend on the school for my meals. You know what I mean? And <clears> so we're working to change all of that. And so uh, which one of y'all wants to go first? No, nah. <laughs> uh, he volunteered. Nah, so, I mean. so let's start. Let's start out. Chinua uh, Rhodes, Southside yeah, Pride. Yeah, Shout yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. So, um, tell us a little bit about your story. You grew up in Meadowview, right? No, I, I grew up in a little bit deeper south, um, all over the south, but uh, m- majority of my time I spent in uh, Valley High, Mac Road area, <clears throat> and um, no man, what you said it resonates. Uh, this idea uh, of knowing and being part of. Um, you know, growing up in the south side of the city, being a product of Sacramento Unified School District as a young person, um, I'm keenly aware that if we're going to impact uh, in-school day success, uh, we have to also impact the outside indicators to that in-school day success. When you talk about food, you talk about access to transportation, you talk about having a good quality of life, a modern school district um, can't just focus on this one thing that we, we focus, our main focus is education, um, but to properly educate uh, the whole child, we have to impact this whole community. And so um, that knowing comes from growing up in the city and um, being able to do that. And, and I tell people all the time, I have this keen awareness and opportunity uh, to help create a school district that I needed uh, when I was a student there. And so that's like my motivation day to day. I love that, Chima. Uh, you know, sometimes people say I take good pictures. And my brother summed it up. That's my older brother. You know what he said to me? Because one day when I first, the day I came to California, he picked me up from the airport. And uh, we went down to San Francisco, and he was taking all these pictures of me with his phone. Keep in mind, this is my older brother who, not a photo taker or whatever, but these pictures were awesome. And I said, yo, where did you learn how to do this? He said, I never learned. I just take pictures of people that I wish somebody would take of me. And... That 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 thing, it's like you cre- you're trying to create the school system that you wish was available to you, I, and I I feel that because like that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to co- create the community that I wish was there for me when I was young. That's why I always talk about putting the ladder down. Now onto the community part, Mr. Joe Flores, my man. 
Man, I love Joe so much. I swear, man, man. Joe, Joe, Joe puts on for his culture. He puts on for his people. How you doing? So, Joe, tell me something about. Tell us a little bit about your story. Well, I want to go back to the, you know, the Black Panther movie that we did together as a collaboration, and knowing the set of values that you know it has, right? And it was July when it was Comic Con, and the trailer dropped for the first time. And to see half of it was a celebration of life, right? Because part of that movie was uh, honoring Chadwick. But then they were intentional in showing that, hey, there's this Mesoamerican coming. And it's a lead, not a side character. He's going to be the anti-hero in this movie. And the trailer went viral. It was a Saturday or Sunday, I forget. And I was like, whoa, this is a great trailer. It was now Monday, work from home. I was going to text you a he calls me as I was texting him. He calls me. So he must've known something was up. And then I go, Hey, I was thinking about you. And he goes, Oh really? What? What's going on? I was like, man, this trailer just dropped. I didn't even have to preface the conversation. I was like, this trailer dropped. And he goes, okay, tell me more. It's like, we got to do something. He gets off the phone and, and calls me back five minutes later. Let's do it. I didn't even have to tell him what it was. I was like, I had this idea. He's just, just do it. Because we've, we've collaborated so many times throughout the years that we just have to say a couple of words, a couple of texts, and we just know. And it, because he knows my value system, I know his value system, I know he's a value add type person where um, looping in the, the youth, regardless of what context it is, but in this case, we, um, when we did strategize, it was like, hey, free movie for Sac City Unified School District youth and he's like you know i'm busy but if you're my point person you do you handle the logistics because he knows i'm a logistics guy you handle it i'll bring in the partners and let's do this it was like you i think you called me like it was like nine in the morning by 11 we were off and running and that's what and then we looped you in verbal to take the photos at the at the event and that's just i know we've had many conversations on the phone where when the idea happens between the two of us, we can make it happen. And he, he's told me in, in private conversations is like, sometimes I can't come up with the idea, but if you come up with an idea, I'm 100% your champion. And I'm the same way too. Like if someone comes up with an idea, I'll be 100% your champion. I'll give you 100% of my total bandwidth. And when two people are like that together, right? Someone has to take the lead and he says, you do this, I do that. Together we help out the youth and it's gonna help affect uh, persons of color, black kids, Latino kids. That was just an add-on on top of an add-on on top of an add-on because we we have similar goals in that sense. Y'all are like the Drake and Future of Sacramento. I'm telling you right now, man. Y'all are like Drake. <laughs> I know you weren't expecting that, but now nah, y'all are like Drake and Future, man. I'm telling you, every time y'all team up, it just goes fire. And so, that's just one. All right, that's just one event. That's just one. I do want to hear some of your backstory because okay. I want to know a bit more about you. But before I do, I would be remiss if I didn't ask this question. How did you two meet? Oh, <clears throat> I, can, I can tell you the first time I met Joe Flores was um, he was I was on the Parks and Rec Commission uh, representing the South Side uh, District 8. And uh, we had a new person coming in uh, that new that new person actually became chair. Uh, the Parks and Rec Commission very quickly, actually, very, very fast. And um, I had to sit down with him and was like, well, what are we going to do? Um, and, and Joe uh, said, well, what do you want to do? And, and so with that vibe, I met Joe. We had a great conversation. And from then, uh, I've seen Joe be a man of character, a man of his word, a man that uplifts other people uh, first um, and is about uh, the work um, and a lot of Joe's, I mean, I told Joe this before, but a lot of Joe's characteristics of leadership um, I, I've taken on as well uh, because being a good leader also, half the battle most of the time is uplifting other people and finding out what their goals and visions are that they want to accomplish and helping them accomplish those things. Uh, and, and a lot of building and partnership comes from working with and being with, um, and Joe has been a master of that. And so um, I take a lot of uh, my leadership uh, qualities and traits um, from numerous people would I, I consider Joe as as one of those people as well. Man, y'all are awesome, dude. Did you hear the key word he said though? What's that? He said we. We. What are we gonna do? What are, right. And it's then I flipped it back onto him. Yeah. What are we gonna do? 
Um, he says that, yeah, I, it was a conversation when I became chair, the, the leader of the, the commission at the time. And I said, this is, this is not my seat. I just sit in it. Mm. So what are we going to do? What are you going to do? What, what do you need to happen in your district? And let's do it. And it wasn't, uh, we were like identifying barriers right off the, right off the bat. You know, what does holding a leadership space mean? And how do we rise above it? And what, 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 what privileges comes with holding said seats? And then how can you maximize it with we? And it was that co coffee conversation. I remember this to this day. It's like, uh, it's not mine. It's ours. So what are we going to do? What do you need to get done? Just let me help you. You know what I like about you guys is, uh, and, and I don't know how many times I'm going to have to say this, but I'm from D.C. Um, and so, you know, I come from the political factory. Uh, where we have all manner of politicians and such. There's the older generation of politicians. Um, you know, they kiss babies, they smile for the cameras, they stump and give good speeches, you know what I mean? Um, and it's really their team that kind of gets the actual work done. And then you guys are like the new wave of leaders. Like, you're young enough to still be millennials, right? I am. Thank goodness. Is there other, I'm, I'm, say, I'm not. Please don't let me be the only one in the room. <laughs> I, am, I am. I am. So, Joe, you're a baby boomer? Uh, December 79. No, I was, I was kidding, Joe. You're not a baby boomer. <laughs> he <laughs> couldn't be a baby boomer. Generation boy. X. Um, so, <laughs> no, I was just, you know, messing with him. But, no, there's like a new, a new way of leading, which is experience-based leadership, right? Because there's a difference between getting elected to an office because you – meet the requisite qualifications on paper like because you got the degree because you study because you because you passed the test and then there's a difference from running for office because you can actually make change because you've lived through the system that your constituents are living in um and on that note joe tell us a little bit about your story <clears throat> yeah that's a good question um my wife and i we came to sacramento in 2000 she came 2000 fall 2003 I came January 2004. Um, you know, the, the Sac State here has a, a saying that says made at Sac State. And I finished my college degree in economics here at Sac State. Um, and I, have, I come from a public service family. I come from a public service background. And my degree in economics led me to public service. I've... I uh, got a nice little internship for the city of Fairfield to be in re uh, economic development and just helping out folks. I come from a background where my grandparents owned a Mexican restaurant from the Central Valley. And so I know what it means to, you know, serve the public literally with your family name on it. Like they're not going to come back if you're give, if you're giving bad service or bad food and putting your family name on the line out like that. So that's where I get some of my public service um, you know, background my experiences from. And I've been fortunate to be in agencies where you have to be creative. That if we're giving out these dollars to redevelop uh, neighborhoods and business corridors, you have to be um, flexible. You have to be creative. And what works in one area doesn't work in a different area. So you have to talk to the people. It's like, what, what's important to you? And how can the government help? And how can we invest? And if you invest and it looks clean and there's trees and, you know, you can drive safely, then people are going to park and people are going to shop. And if people shop, then that's tax dollars and it goes all it's that big cycle. So but at some point, someone has to be that creative. So I'm in that public service space uh, right now. Currently, like I said, I'm uh, helping out the formerly incarcerated and justice impacted individuals into jobs. Uh, a lot of folks are coming out of prison with in before you know they didn't they don't have that many job skills or certifications and uh, working with uh our correction partners and working with partners out in the field of what are how we are maximizing what they are indeed learning on the inside into trades into good jobs when they come home and but it has to be has to be intentional and systematic to as a person comes home from prison, they go to the job center almost immediately because you only have uh, uh, one or two opportunities for them to succeed on day one. And if you're telling them, hey, there's folks out there helping you, there's resources that you qualify for, and if you're formally incarcerated, it's not a bad 
scarlet letter anymore. It's actually a good thing now, you know, trying to flip the narrative and just building off of wins and successes and uh, job placements. And then it goes back into the prisons like, oh, wow, they did that. So let's continue to do that and working with partners and and sharing in the narrative. And like I said, being creative about it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fun and rewarding um, in my professional side to know that I'm helping out folks that look like me, folks that look like you, fo- folks that look like Chinoa over there, um, that, you know, for whatever reason, they went on the inside. But that doesn't mean that's the end of their story. Their story of uh, rehabilitation, re- their story of redemption, their story of getting a nice union job, make life-changing money, middle-class money, and being a part of that journey and, and working behind the scenes and working with partners in that. So my nine-to-five is, is always going to be different, but getting those wins and helping out changing lives literally, hey, that's, you know, that's rewarding in itself. It sounds very rewarding. Uh, it sounds very rewarding. Sorry, I forgot to turn my microphone on. Um, like very satisfactory you know recidivism is a is a issue in america um i have discovered firsthand that once you get into the system it is quite easy to stay in it um especially if you end up you know doing dumb things as a juvenile end up on long-term probation i mean something as simple as passing through a stop sign is enough to send you to prison um and you miss so much valuable time that you could be using to to you know better yourself or create more opportunities um one of the things i do like about california is that california long time ago um has made it easier for people with felonies people getting out of prison to be able to re-enter the workforce um whereas like where i come from it just in the last five years became a thing um that you can't ask people if they've been in prison before now creating opportunities um is something that 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 connects the three of us as something that's important to all of us. Um, I definitely care about, I I think for me more, I'm focused on the youth. Um, I feel like people my age and older, this is our world. What we see is what we get. This is is about as good as it's going to get for us, but we can change the world for the people coming behind us. Um, And I know that for me, what would have helped me a lot growing up was if someone had put a ladder down for me so that I could do the things I wanted to do in a way that was beneficial. Uh, Instead, I was told you talk too much. (laughs) am i talking too much now because i think i think that that talking too much thing carried me far i got a syndicated radio show so let me i'm gonna keep on talking because that's what i do (laughs) there you go um so looking forward though um we're gonna have to take a commercial break in a couple of minutes but chinwa i'd like to give you some opportunity to talk about some of the things you've got going um some of the progresses you've made because i mean i can only write but so many articles about the work you're doing Hmm. in the community before the observers, like, all right, focus on somebody else now. That's funny. <laughs> um, so I know that you, uh, you've pulled off a couple of things, right? So one, Wide Open Walls is in Southside. They just did <coughs> Ro- uh, Rosa Parks, and um, they're starting a new five-day cleaning project uh, to prep for the new um, murals. I know that you organized some events in South Sacramento. Um, I've been to a couple of them. Got uh, all of you guys, you, the mayor, and city council members dancing. I got the photos of that. <laughs> um, and with the school board, um, you all had a great award ceremony the other day. Got to honor some of the uh, teachers who've been making a lot of efforts. Um, I was my first school board meeting. I got to say, I don't know. Y'all either ever see the movie called uh, Lean on Me? Mm-hmm. You have? Yeah, that movie traumatized me about the educational system. I was like, I'm never sitting in a school board meeting because of Lean on Me. And then when I got to you guys' meeting that started at 6 o'clock, and y'all was like, uh, yeah, this train probably ain't going to be over till like 11 or 1 a.m. I'm like, yeah. You remember, man, I tell you, I was like uh, that dude in Forrest Gump. Your mama sure do care about your schooling. <laughs> now, <laughs> what I will say, though, uh, for the portion of the meeting that I was at, the first 20 minutes of speakers were, were drivers um, who had been working for the school district for a long time, and they had been trying to get more money for a long time. Um, and the new school board that's in place, which you lead, uh, was able to finally get them the money that they have been fighting for for a long time. And they were so overwhelmed by that that they uh, came in mass to thank you all personally um, and share their stories. And that was very moving. Uh, I'm sitting here. Look, I asked you a question. I'm answering it for you. So let me <laughs> shut up and let you talk. No, no. Uh, and and thank you. And thank you, Verbal. And, and the, uh, yes, our school board meetings are long. Um 
yeah, for for our for our uh, SEIU brothers and sisters, um, here's 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 the facts and hot take from me is that, um, you know, we talk about our entire community and we're talking about uplifting our entire community, um, and that does include our teachers, our uh, classified unclassified staff members, our um, custodians, bus drivers. Um, all, all of those positions uh, are part of our community. Um, all of those positions deserve to um, have uh, well-paying jobs, especially with inflation. And, um, you know, as a board uh, and me as a board president, it's something that we want to focus on uh, this year. When we talk about um, compensation uh, of, our, of our staff members, um, because all of the great ideas that we uh, have in our district um, are majority people-powered. People um, so we have to make sure that we are um, providing a uh, living wage, um, comparable wage, um, and, and that looks out. Side note, our benefit package in Sacramento Unified School District is the best in the region. Um, and so we want to continue to enhance and advance that work. So that's just one thing. But... You know, being on the school board um, has been an interesting journey. Um, when you talk about what we want to get accomplished, and I remember when I first ran for office um, saying to myself, I would love to see, I would love to see tangible change. Um, and so it's been my goal to have tangible change, visible change for our communities. Um, and so, um, you know, we have wide open walls. Uh, we're redoing stadiums. Um, and we're doing some real tangible work for our community. And I'm excited about that. That's some awesome stuff happening. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we'll continue with President Rhodes and Commissioner Flores here on The Verbal Show. And we're back on The Verbal Show, May 10th. 2023. Today's a Wednesday. I'm your host, Verbal Adam, in the studio with Commissioner Joe Flores of District 7 Parks and Recreation uh, Commission and also with Chinwad Rhodes, President of the Sacramento City Unified School District School Board, Mayor's Director of Community Engagement. Uh, just before the break, Chinwa, um, I was asking you about what are some of the accomplishments, some of the things you've gotten uh, to happen since you've been uh active in the community here in Sacramento. So we could just go back to that if you don't mind. Tell us some of the things that you've gotten done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, uh, to be to be brief, um, some of the things that I'm uh, most proud of during my tenure um, as an elected, um, one of the things that we had, you know, I spoke to it a little bit earlier, but this idea that um, strong schools build strong neighborhoods and communities and uh, that uh, the modern school district, um, we have to change the arc of what we look like uh, our investments are and, and how we impact the whole child and this whole community. And so one of the things that I'm super proud about is we have, uh, my office has gained a sustainable community partnership with SMUD um, to be able to um, activate school sites. Um, on weekends, um, we had this crazy idea that schools should be open on the weekends and they should uh, service the community and be community hubs. Um, and so in South Sacramento, we've been doing that with uh, partnership with SMUD. And so uh, that's exciting. And that's that effort. And actually, when you see throughout our school district now, the community fairs, uh, that community fair effort that goes throughout our district um, was birthed. In, in the south side of the city, off an idea uh, that we had of like, why can't we? Um, and now it seems normal and everybody loves it, but it shows that South Sacramento uh, can be a place of innovation, a hub of change and, and progress. Um, and, and we have that capability. If we can uh, build something in South Sacramento um, it's, and, and, it, and it goes well, um, it's easily um, inputted in throughout our system. And so I'm super excited about that work that we've been able to do. Um, the work with wide open walls, obviously. Um, the work with wide open walls, that also comes from idea when I was on the campaign trail. But it's, it's this idea of our neighborhoods don't have 
these huge canvases um, like you see downtown or things like that. We lack art sometimes in the neighborhood and culture or access to that. And how can school sites help beautify their neighborhoods? Um, and it's through this art that we're, we're seeing real change in neighborhoods. And so uh, in South Sacramento at Rosa Parks, we're doing over 40 large scale murals at a single school site that is also neighborhood facing uh, that um, neighborhood uh, I'm so sorry. Can I can I say something about the mural at Rosa okay. Parks? Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry because you're on a roll, but yeah. <laughs> that no. So the the Rosa Parks mural, and it's so funny how you, you say it's neighborhood facing. Uh, so I was at the press conference when they um you know were talking about we're going to do this at the school, and I saw the first mural that's up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the artist now, and then, so those of you, if you get a chance, go to Rosa Parks and check this mural out. So when the sun is setting, it hits the mural straight on. Right, because the mural faces west, the sun sets in the west, and the, the light hits the mural straight on. And when it does, if you look into the eyes of every person in the mural, reflects the neighborhood. It reflects the neighborhood, yeah. the skyline, and everything. That's so yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, so, and those are purposeful things uh, that are built in uh, to speak towards uh, the neighborhood that is centered in. Um, but, but also, uh, you're going to see in the frontage. Uh, down 68th, the whole frontage of the school is going to have a huge mural across too, and that's going to be beautiful. So we're beautifying our neighborhoods through our schools as well, um, and that impact doesn't just impact uh, the livability or the the space and place for students on campus, it impacts the livability of the neighborhood itself. Um, And me as an elected, we understand we are uh, not elected to represent edifices, Right. We're not the buildings. No, we represent the people that the buildings impact and the system impact. And so those neighborhood, the the neighbors, those are my constituents as well. They don't have to be students to be constituents. They are constituents as well. And so when we think about how we impact our neighborhood, that's that's part of our job as well. Right. As a school board members and electeds. Um, So. So, yeah. And then I mean, we, we talk about. Uh, also, something I'm very proud of is our facilities master plan with the equity uh, focus in our in our master plan. We understand also goes back. We believe that uh, school building is neighborhood building, and so when we talk about um, how we built our schools, um, what schools historically um, get the renovations or get things. Usually, we look at things like, oh, the older school, we're going to fix that school first. Um, but if you look at neighborhoods, a lot of the schools that are in older neighborhood, more established neighborhoods, are in more well-to-do neighborhoods. And so you have schools who usually get the investment because of age, but then other schools who don't uh, due to age and location. And so we started looking at, okay, well, are these schools in areas where highly segregated areas, high poverty areas? And, and then taking those things in consideration when we start saying we need to redo and rebuild. So Edward Kimball and Cesar Chavez, that school site, uh, thanks to Measure H that passed, um, we are redoing that whole entire school site right in Area 5, uh, which is right on 29th Street. Uh, we're doing both schools and building a modern, beautiful school uh, for the neighborhood and for the people on the south side of the city. Um, that is giving back. And that wouldn't happen if we didn't have a facilities master plan with an equity lens. And that work I'm very proud of. Um, we talk about the joint use agreement. We have a joint use agreement with Susan B. Anthony in the, in the neighborhood of Detroit. Um, and Detroit is one way in, one way out. <clears throat> also in the south side of the city. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry. You're, you're, you're talking, is Detroit a neighborhood of Sacramento? Detroit is a neighborhood in Sacramento. Oh, I didn't know that. Where, where is it? it right, it's right on, uh, off of Meadowview. And so it's a street. It's called Detroit, but the whole neighborhood is called Detroit. Did not know that. Yes, yes. And so the neighborhood of Detroit um, is one way in, one way out. Uh, the only amenity that neighborhood has is its school site. It uh, doesn't have any parks, doesn't have any stores, anything like that. And so the school will be shuttered after school is out, right? And, and so we saw that and we were like, I was talking to Councilman Virginia's at the time and Councilman Revang, and well, how do we open up this school park for the neighborhood to utilize? Um, and so the city and the um, school district have a joint partnership. Uh, we use, um, Joe knows about these funds, Piff and Quimby funds. Uh, from his council member's office, uh, Rick Jennings, and uh, we redid the um, school park 
and then opened it up to community. So uh, the school facility now, half of it is a beautiful new school park, but then after school's out, opens up for the community, and in the weekends, opens up for the community. Um, that also builds us that idea of strong schools with strong neighborhood and community. Uh, school building is neighborhood building. Uh, now we have risen the quality of life of that neighborhood by renovating their park and, and then opening it to them through the citywide through projects. And so that is an amazing thing that I'm happy about. And then we talk about the policy stuff, um, you know, trans day visibility, um, that that was huge uh, for us. Um, also, our representing of for Hmong American Day. Um, yeah. Hmong American Day is first time we have uh, acknowledged uh, the contributions of our Hmong brothers and sisters uh, here in, in California. We're the second largest uh, population uh, in the state of California uh, of, of Hmong uh, families uh, are here in Sacramento. Uh, and a lot, of them, a lot of them live actually in South Sacramento in the Detroit neighborhood. Um, and so uh, very excited about that work as well. And, and the continued work that we are going to be doing towards uh, equity uh, in our district. And, and these are the things, you know, we have done a lot and we have a ways to go. Um, you know, we're not going to glaze over it. We still have um, disparities in educational outcomes for students of color uh, and students with disabilities, uh, specifically black students that we are continuing to fail. And that has not been uh, just in this time period. That's been since I was a young man and on forward. And so there's real disparities that we have to continue to impact. Um, but I am proud of the work that we've done currently and, and, and look forward to continuing work to impact the things that need to be changed in the future. I love it. I, um, you know, those, those community festivals are lit. <laughs> I'm telling you straight hey. up. Like, I mean, I went to one at Luther Burbank. Um, one, all right. 3,500. 35 So So here, here's one thing about the one I went to at Luther Burbank that um, – Number one, shout out to Central Kitchen because three years has been I've been in California and uh, <laughs> Central Kitchen still has made the best taco I've ever had in the entire state of California. Um, so shout out to Central Kitchen for that. Um, there was bull riding, like the mechanical bulls. The bikes were getting fixed. Um, the, the, the Sacramento Kings has sent down some cheerleaders to dance and perform. Uh, the local musician, Mr. Lewis, was performing. Uh, there were gift bags and giveaways. People were taking, like, backpacks and stuff for the kids. And the thing is, truth of the matter, is if you look at schools historically, schools are always been the pillar of the community, more than just educating the students. Because, I mean, you go back to the 50s when you had uh, the Cold War and, you know, people were worried about bombs falling out of the sky. Where, where did they tell you to go? They tell you to go to the school. If you need, if there's a disaster and you need community assistance, that school is going to be your community resource center. You get groceries from the school, you know what I mean. And so, turning the, making the schools here in Sacramento larger staples for the community, outside of just providing the K twelve education for the students, but actually being a community resource because education doesn't just stop when you graduate. And as both of you have made the very super valid point. You can't, if you want to help the kids, you're going to have to do more than just help the kids. You need to help their parents. You need to help their siblings. You need to help that community. Uh, I had on a couple of weeks ago, uh, Dr. Reverend Dr. Takoy Porter. Now, he doesn't talk like that. But <laughs> I had on Dr. Porter, and when I was asking him about, you know, like um, some of the ways that we could make a, a more positive impact on the youth here in Sacramento. And uh, one of the things that Dr. Porter said was if they felt pride, in where they lived, it would make a huge difference. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, for like the 25th time during this broadcast, I'm not from Sacramento. And, I mean, you know what you notice the most about Sacramento? Two things you notice the most about Sacramento when you're not from here and you come here for the first time? What's that? Number one, it's very flat. You'd be like, where are all the hills at? You can walk, you can walk for 20 miles without changing elevation in Sacramento. Number two, there are murals and art everywhere the first mural that caught my attention was like i don't even know how many stories it is but it's johnny cash right down mm. downtown mm -hmm. 
And um, you just got murals, 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 murals. And I remember saying um, to somebody who I don't even remember who it was, but I was like, man, if I had grown up here, I probably would have become an artist, like a different kind of artist, like artists actually paints. Um, and so, you know, I remember I went to one of the community events at I think it was Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and they were painting all of the murals mm. and the Dr. King mural that they got over there. And the Bret Hart, that's one over there by Bacon and Butter, right? No, that's that's Tahoe. Okay, Tahoe Park. But Bret Hart was a good yeah. one, too. Bret Hart was a good one because that's where I got the turkeys from. Uh, they were giving <laughs> away groceries over there, and they had turkeys. And I was like, yeah, let me get a couple of those. Um, but, no, the one at Tahoe Park, because I think that one day they had done, like, 20 murals that one day. Yeah. Um, and then the whole the community turned out and all of that. And it's just amazing. The kids left school Friday to regular naked walls. They come back in Monday, mural after mural after mural after mural. Yeah. How do they not feel good about themselves? How do they not feel good about their schools? And when, when people move into the community and they see the school looks like that, it makes them want to take care of it. It makes them want to preserve it. Let's put more funding into that, right? So, Joe, next question for you. Uh, so, on the community end, right? Because we do understand. I mean, we understand how important the educational part is. But then there's also roles in the community mm-hmm. that exist outside of education. So, what are some of the things you found to be effective um, here in Sacramento, some of the things that you've done that, that work and that really make a difference? Just the power of just asking the question. It's like, can we just do this? Um, for example, uh, going off of what Chinua said about uh, joint partners, joint, joint use, joint partners, um, I did an event in September uh, for 916 Day. And it was in my neighborhood. It was at a neighborhood park. And on this park, there's uh, New Tech High School that's adjacent to the park. And so my community event was let's plant some trees. And normally, you know, other commissioners, you know, they plant trees with, uh, you know, the neighbors and stuff like that. But in this case, the high school is the neighbor. So I just randomly just emailed the principals like, hey, I live in this neighborhood. I'm thinking about this. Do you want a partner? And she said yes. And so, and it just, we we did the logistics. I looped in Chinua. He was a co on on this project, and it goes back to what he was saying. It's it's not just planting trees in September a week after it was 117 outside. It's the youth planting the trees, understanding canopy, understanding we're in South Sacramento, where you know some neighborhoods don't have canopy, so we have to put these native trees in in spaces to gather. You can't come to a park when it's 117 and there's no shade. Um, and so it was those value added lessons on top of what they were learning in school. And it was an, and it was a Friday cause nine one six September 16th was a Friday last year. Uh, the kids got, got to be outside, not in the classroom. And it was a nice community event. You know, media came, uh, the whole high school participated in some way. And because it's a technological high school now, like the sophomores and juniors, uh, they get to f- uh, photograph these trees as they, as they grow, uh, to track its growth and uh, other value add lessons on top of it. So that's just like one, you know, one project that we did, you know, earlier this year, uh, I was named a, by the Sacramento Bee, a Latino change maker um, for the work that I do for reentry and parks. Um, and I'm also in space in this room with a, a black change maker with Chinua and all the stuff that he does. And it's, it's just a validation of there's entrepreneurs, business folks, p- folks in the arts, but then here's this guy that's doing government reentry work that was as validated as uh, some of my peers here. So, um, so being being recognized, and then on top of being recognized, now now what do I do? It's bringing others uh, uh, along, also. So when you you're in you're in rooms and there's somebody that needs help, hey. I'm here. Let me see what I can do for you. So, uh, uh, so going back to accomplishments in this past, you know, handful of months, um, being on the team and on on the community side, park side, uh, of of creating nine one six day officially, uh, we led an effort at the city council to formally recognize as like forever forward. September sixteenth is nine one six day. So let's let's give service back to the city. And as much as those recognitions and resolutions are at the city council level, seeing the social media after from heritage organizations, taking that press release, that acknowledgement of 
pride in 916 in our community and how far it went uh, last year. Uh, you know, it's been unofficially done before in the past, but this one felt different. This one's like you saw King, Smud, the SAC Museum. There's that SAC Museum uh, a social media guy that's always doing his print shops. Like, I know he did something. Um, just, just, just to see how the community really engaged and rallied around that resolution that, you know, behind the scenes stuff, like I know Chinoa helped out on that one too. Uh, the process of that is, you know, the, the government process, but the way it was acknowledged out into the community, you know, that's what I'm trying to do is, yeah, I live in District 7 and I help out my parks in those districts, but then it's how, going back earlier, it's what you do with your seat and helping others and going outside. I know he's trustee area five, but now he's board president for the entirety of the system. So his seat may get him in one lane one way, but how do you impact the entirety of the organization? You, that's your in and the same, same with the seat I hold. Yeah, I'm on the seventh seat, but I'm trying to do stuff citywide. So um, I can't announce it yet and hopefully I'm in, in some meetings. So hopefully, um, uh, city partnerships, uh, joint partnerships with other organizations to help continue in the celebration of our community uh, for 916 Day. Uh, there's a, uh, I have my love for pro wrestling and Lucha Libre. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm working on an event with another commissioner in District 3 for a, a potential summertime event that involves kids and kids in the Northgate area. Uh, I don't live in Northgate, but how can I help out the he's a brand new commissioner that came online in February? So how do I help him create the same type of wins for his part of the city? Um, so going back to your community questions, like what do you what does one do for the community as well? Will you empower others? You use your experience and show them the way. And there's no right way, but there is a forwardness to it. And it's like if you do it like this. Just send out a random ask. If they say no, you go to the next person. You're going to get a yes somewhere. So it's just, it's sometimes these powers of these seats open up the opportunity to then make the ask, but it's what you do with it also to not only impact your your literal neighborhood, but it's the community at large and the city at large. Beautiful. Yeah, very well said, Joe. Um, so we've only got about five or six minutes left, and I, I want to make sure we use the most of this time. So... I have a question for the both of you, um, and I'd love for you to answer it on the air. Um, so the question is this. With all the efforts that you're making, um, the strides you're making, and the things you intend to accomplish, oh, I guess it's a two-part question. The first part question is, how can the community be involved in what you're doing? The second question is, what resources could aid you all in scaling up what you're doing? I got this exact question two weeks ago from a neighbor in, in District 7. And the email literally says, how do I create a, an event? How do I create a beautification event? Uh, it's a park and it's, it's, a, it's a small little parklet, but it's their park. And they wanted to know how can they clean it up? Because with all the rains, everything now has grown exponentially. And they want to have a community uh, cleanup day. And when I when I went out there, it's acknowledging their feelings. It's like, yes, this is your park. How can I help you beautify your park? Because uh, they didn't they don't know the way. And I was like, well, we can loop in the department. We can loop in the council office. Um, and it's some it's sometimes it's the neighbors simply asking how and why or can we do this and just being that change agent to who has done these types of events before, uh, lean on your experience and now help out a new set of stakeholders. And so we're in the process of calendaring something in June for them. Um, and to them, it's, 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 it's makes the world of difference. Uh, it's just, just, just doing it. And because it's the park system, I will always champion. We're in city budget mode, uh, uh, right now at the city council. So, Neighbors advocating for things like, you know, park rangers. Uh, hey, have your budget reflect more, uh, you know, more staff in that capacity, more maintenance. We have a deferred maintenance. Our last meeting, I think we're at $130 million in deferred maintenance costs, you know, projects that are just unseen that parks just need to continue to operate in a sufficient level. And if we wait, you know, things that are going to break, you know, 
uh, it's going to cost even more. So, you know, neighbors calling their representatives and say, let's invest dollars uh, uh, to things like parks, parks, maintenance, parks, rangers, park programming, right? Just throw more money into parks. I'll, so I'll always have to be a parks champion in that aspect, too. Is that's directly how a neighbor can use their voice at city council, writing those emails, writing those e-comments saying, hey, mayor, we need this to happen. Hey, council member, we need this to happen because it's so visible. Absolutely. President Rhodes. So <clears throat> if, you, if you would like to be involved uh, in some of the efforts that I'm doing, I, I would say I'll do it easily. Uh, first, um, this Saturday, actually, we have a uh, cleanup of Rosa Parks Elementary School. Um, and if you are interested, um, please join us at Rosa Parks. It goes from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. You can pop in any time. We'll be uh, power washing walls, redoing the uh, kindergarten uh, garden area. Um, and so just get an opportunity to give back to the community. Um, and, then, and then also, you know, we are going to be planning um, different things in Area 5 in the south side of the city. Um, and so, you know, something that I'm very interested in and doing is, is bringing more people in. And so uh, definitely we are uh, looking for um, LCAP members, local control and accountability uh, plan members, people who I appoint uh, to that position to sit in those seats um, at the school district. Um, and then just tap in because, you know, talk to me, I talk back and um, we kind of go from there. And then I, I want to say this as well be, as, as we close today. Um, you know, and, and I've said this before, but I, 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 I want you guys to like imagine a city where schools are not just places of academic learning, uh, but also centers uh, for cultural enrichment and self-discovery. Um, and, I, and I have this dream that every student, no matter their zip code or socioeconomic background, have access uh, to a school environment that inspires them, uh, inspires their imagination and creativity. So um, I would love to make sure that you guys uh, are a part of that too. And, and as we finish, also, Feliz Día de las Madres. Para todas las madres que están celebrando uh, este bonito día. Uh, gracias para todo. And we love you guys all. Peace. Man, what, what he just said, I, I stamped that. All can't, right. Can't say it any better than that. Feliz Día de las Madres. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Verbal Show. Uh, we have been here with, uh, and thank you all for taking the time, Commissioner Flores, President Rhodes. Uh, thank you for taking the time to keep the community, the community involved in what your efforts are, uh, for the efforts you are making in the community, and for taking the time to be on the show to let people know how they can be involved in what's coming up. You guys are doing great work, uh, and I intend to continue doing great work with you. This is The Verbal Show, 97.5 FM. Nope. 96.5 FM, KUBU. That's what happens you got too many radio stations. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Tune in and also check out houseverbal.com to listen to more episodes. This is The Verbal Show. <laughs>